0: Heard a very deep in the chest growl. Uh-oh. Oh boy! You know, mountain just lion. down the hill a little bit, maybe twenty yards from me in the yep. bush, and I growl, and I knew that it wasn't a dog. Nope. And I knew there was mountain lions around there. Hell yes. And it was still kind of a little dark out. You know, it was, it was uh,
1: dawn. This could end badly. Hey there, I'm Ed Begley Jr. and I'm willing to do anything to help the planet. I fit my trash in a glove compartment. I recycled denim to insulate my house, and I love my wife. <sighs>
2: And I am Rochelle Carson Begley, and I prefer to wear my denim, especially when someone is too cheap to turn on the heater. And I love Ed.
1: In this week's episode, our good friend, comedian, and actor Kevin Nealon joins us to talk about career, giving back, and life in a serene state. Hey there, welcome back to begley Esk.
2: Thank you all for joining us again. We're so glad you're enjoying the show. Now, before we introduce our lovely guest today, we wanted to share some of the kind messages you've sent us.
1: Gina said, Hello, just wanted to say how much I like your podcasts. I save them for when I need some positive relaxation. With the state of our country being what it is, I know you're helping by talking about the truth. Our environment should be our number one goal. I have faith that the truth will rule. Thank you again. Well, thank you, Gina.
2: Yeah. Well, Crystal also said, I saw you at a buffet in Santa Rosa on my 60th birthday, and I was going to ask my stepson to take a picture, but I didn't have the courage. Uh, I think that was for Ed, um, because I've never been to Santa Rosa. Right, Ed?
1: It was for me, and I remember the buffet. It was a a Chinese buffet, if I remember correctly. I ate there. It's a couple of years ago. I think it's maybe about two years ago right now.
2: Wow, cool. If you've
1: got anything to share, any questions, comments, stories, anything, let us know at begleyask at gmail.com. That's B E G L E Y. E-S-Q-U-E at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at begley So my dear friend, Kevin Nealon, decided to join us today. You probably know him from Saturday Night Live. That's when I became a big fan. Weeds, too many Adam Sandler movies to count. Lately, you can see him on Man with the Plan with Matt LeBlanc. Kevin, we're very happy to have you here.
0: Thank you. I've been <laughs> looking forward to doing this for many, many years. Here, I've here. Always growing up I thought if I could just be on the Begley-esque exactly. podcast, I'll be happy.
1: Every that's so funny, every single guest says that. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: yeah. It's you know, I, I wanted to uh write a book called Then I'll Be Happy. Yeah. About people always we, think they're gonna be happy when they get to a certain point in their life, you know, and they get there and then they find a new level to get to. Then I'll be happy. That's what I tell you know my friends or my wife whenever they want something. I say okay, and then you'll be happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that really sums my up life. our marriage, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> Pretty much so. Yeah. Kevin,
2: I'm waiting on baited breath for that book because I need the secret.
1: Have you sure. ever smelled baited breath? Oh, it smells horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Not to wait on. Because <laughs> it's there. herring and it's anchovy, it's bait. You yeah, know, so it's bait. what's oh, it going to be? It's I never squid? Broke it it's down. just all the different baits. And if you leave it outside. Worse, much worse. Yeah. <laughs> Take sunlight. a break, we'll be right back. Okay, I've got to stop Kevin having left because
2: I want a lot of content in this uh, podcast because I want to know everything about you. So, Kevin, you're on my friend's show. She's actually just the hairdresser, but she is the key hairdresser. Just the hairdresser. No, no, Why no, okay. I'm just, an
1: important job? But Man
2: like- With the Plan with Matt LeBlanc. Kevin is hysterical.
1: He's always hysterical. Nicole's
2: hair is actually really good, too. Yeah. But you, I love that show, and it's right across the street, so you need to come oh, and see it's us so a lot. so
1: convenient. I think if we ever shoot late, maybe I'll just crash here. <laughs>
2: exactly. You can.
1: In you your do, bedroom. And that's no joke, actually. We have a room for you at see all it? times. Yeah. Anybody all does things. it? No, not anybody, but you. Yeah. We're going to start with you. You're the first guest from the podcast that's literally, legally, officially been invited to stay here. Thank you. Okay. Flattered.
2: I, Ed's known you longer than I, right, Ed? How'd you guys meet?
1: We met through Gavin. Was it Gavin I who first? I guess did? so. Was it? And I was a fan of Saturday Night Live. Maybe after I I did Saturday Night Live, maybe I came back to visit after that because I knew Jan Hooks a little bit. Yeah. And so maybe we met through Jan. But I became a fan of yours and Saturday Night Live, and then we started to get to know each other better through Dave Merkin and Gavin and Eric. This is actually Idle a and-
2: question for Kevin.
0: Yeah.
1: No, but oh, yeah. I don't remember.
0: But he remembers. It's just I was just thinking that. When you've been out here for so long and been in the business for so long, and you've had friends for so long, you kind of forget. Unless it was a real specific moment when you met them, you kind of forget how you met. Yeah, you know, it just kind of you just kind of melded together. I have a lot of friends like that. I don't remember specifically where I met them maybe it was at a comedy club or you know all right, at it's not a, important yeah.
2: anyway you were on Saturday Night Live that's when I first came became aware of you uh, mm. your brilliance let me just add that thank you did you start in LA like in Groundlings and go there where did you how you get was that well, your big break well it was stand up
0: all I wanted to be was a stand up Rochelle I just wanted to be a stand up that's all I wanted because I grew up loving stand up comedy and watching them on TV and, and so I came out to Los Angeles with that um, specific career goal is to become a stand up in hindsight
1: I wish I had like wider aspirations like you know <laughs> writing I should have taken some writing courses. Yeah. Wait a minute you're a great writer. I've seen you speak on many occasions and you are an incredible writer. Oh thank you buddy. But I mean writing like format for like
0: you know, get on a, a writing uh, staff. Oh, write, learn right, a, okay, write a sitcom that's a different beast, or, you know, you're right, yeah. and then become a showrunner and create well, a show. Well, wait a
2: minute, but then you'd be behind the camera and we wouldn't get to experience your brilliance in front of the
0: camera. Well, I'm just saying in hindsight. I know, coulda, should It's not 2020, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> that's how bad uh, my vision is. Oh, wow. Well. But, um, but yeah, so I came out to be a stand-up. And, and came out from where? From Connecticut. Oh. I have a degree in marketing, I went to Sacred Heart University, wow. BS in marketing. Never used it. I had it to fall back on for a long time, but now apparently it has expired. I can't fall back on it at this point. <laughs> and, it, you know, and it just worked out for me. And this is what I love doing, stand-up comedy. It's really what I love. And if I was still
1: doing the open mic nights now, I would be happy because that's what I love doing. You well, know? this is sort Sublim- of an open Subliminal mic. Man is yeah. one of the great characters in stand-up in, on Saturday Night Live anywhere. I just love that character. So Thanks. Yeah, that was... That was part of my act, and I brought that to
0: SNL, but it, it actually was a gift from, you might know him, this character actor, Ed Peck. Do you that remember him? He did a lot of like shows, like Laverne and Shirley, he played the cop, big tall guy, deep voice like that. Okay, yes, oh. yes. You know, I'm sure would uh, recognize him. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Happy Days, those shows. And he would hang out at the Improv, and he told me once, he goes, let's go to Canter's, I wanna do a little thing called tagging to the waitress. I'll slip some words in there, she won't hear it. You know, and oh, they were very, really? very profane. You know, like, I think I'll, maybe I'll have a cheeseburger whore. And why don't you give me some uh, French fries <laughs> on the side? You know, I'll have <laughs> everything in there. Funny, funny. And so he said, you should do that on stage. So I said, yeah, you're right, I should. And he so he gave it to me, and I started doing it. And um, and then when I got to SNL, Al Franken and I wrote up uh, the Mr. Subliminal sketch.
1: So funny. So yeah. good. Thanks, buddy.
0: Whatever Thanks. happened to Al Franken? Yeah. Al Franken... Um, yeah, well, he that. dropped his partner, Tom Davis. Yeah. Tom Davis. <laughs> he's a city away. council
1: member somewhere, isn't yeah. he? Isn't he in politics? <laughs> no, a I'm kidding. Yeah, of course, he's one of one. my favorite senators, yeah, was, if not my favorite senator yeah. from today. Minnesota. He's hey. just a wonderful man, Thank a wonderful God leader. Thank God for Al Franken. Thank God for Al, yeah. Al Franken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I think one, one, be day one day the Senate
2: is in your future.
0: I don't think so. No. No. No politics. No, I don't think so. either. Okay,
2: so so back up. So you were a standout, but you were a standup as well. Yeah like the improv and so the... i was saying
0: and i lived at the improv in hollywood that was mm-hmm. my home and i became a bartender there for two years i wonder um, if i met you then you might have mm-hmm. but um one day mark lanao uh came up to me and he said uh, he was one of the co-owners at the mm-hmm. time with I bud freeman he said Do you ever think about acting and to me acting was kind of uh Pretentious. It was not for like <laughs> you know ex-football players and stuff right, and like right, soccer right. players you know it's right. kind of kind of nerdy you know, in, in high school, I saw that as kind of the nerdy, the theater company and stuff. Sure, you know? sure. So I said, no, not really. He goes, well, you know, in case somebody comes in the, you know, sees your act and they want you to uh, read for your uh, for their show, you should maybe take some workshops. And it was the best, some of the best advice I've ever gotten. I t- took a lot of workshops Who around Studio anyone? City here. Uh, Lillian Lillian Chilvan, her name was, right here in Studio City. I studied with um, a couple other people, um, you know, and then some privates from yeah. um, Chubbuck. Uh, Ivana uh, Ivana Chubik, uh-huh. yeah, and um, but the other funny thing about working at the Improv, uh, I was working the two slow nights, Sunday and Monday night, and then they had a regular bartender that worked the rest of the nights. There was a service bartender in the back, and his name was Les Moonves. Oh and my God! He was running the back, and he t- to this day he tells me I'm working for him now. You know, a man with a plan at CBS he told me, he goes, you know, I used to see you to stand up, you know, when you're starting out. And I thought, this poor kid, man, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> what, do, You know, he really needs to be doing something else, you know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You know? uh, oh
2: my, and you thought that of him, too. Uh,
0: no, he no, was, he didn't. Les was an actor at the time. He was trying to be an actor. Right. And, and he was a good bartender. And I think he was very frustrated with the way that improv was run you know cause I, well, one of some of my memories is him coming out and just rolling his eyes you know at the other bartender and you know yeah. not not doing it right but anyway whenever we see each other we reminisce about that and laugh we have that kind of connection
1: you know like almost like childhood friends now because it's been so long I know nice. him a little bit I like him a lot he's a yeah. wonderful guy yeah, he's, and nice he's a great guy. executive he's always oh yeah fantastic CBS in a very in a very successful manner too bad, bad you never
2: he's... worked at the improv maybe you Oh, oh, you, no, you, might you be actually little have further further a job. But so it was so get...
0: cool, Rochelle, go, working at the improv, because I just moved out here. You know, mm-hmm. and I sat at, The first day I sat at the bar there, sitting on my right was, uh, uh, who's the guy with the crazy eyes? Uh, Marty, Marty, Fellman. Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman. Yes. Marty Feldman. And wow. Then, uh, I get up to go to the bathroom, and in the hallway, John Travolta's leaning against the wall talking to Robin Williams. And I'm thinking, ah. this is the place to be. This is the place and to be. And over the wow. years, I'd see everybody come in there from, you know, Roy Scheider coming in with, uh, uh, what's his name, from All That Jazz that created that? Oh, oh yes, uh,
2: oh god the the, the director the, yeah fossey Bob Bob, Fosse. Bob Fosse, Bob Fosse. yeah I mean.
0: I mean everybody steve martin would call the bar to see if he could do a spot i'd pick up and i was a huge fan he goes hey is butter go, no he's not can I help you? He goes, yeah, Steve Martin. Can I come down and do a spot? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't let him finish his ah. sentence. Albert Brooks would just drop by one time during open mic night. And when he wasn't doing stand-up anymore, he did like two hours on stage. And wow. Wow. I don't know why people get so excited when somebody does a long time of stand-up. He did two hours. Chappelle did three hours on stage. What? How many hours? What? You know, right. It's, it's more about nobody asks if it was funny. They said, oh, that's a long time. That's a long time to be up there. <laughs> Could have been yeah. a
2: long time in the audience. Yeah. 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 Well, your
1: time that you've spent studying as an actor paid off you're a wonderful actor in so many things not the least of which is what i just saw that wonderful super sex joke from the 90s done as a short subject that your friend matthew modine did yeah it's so funny it's so wonderful and you're so damn good in it thank you Ed. oh boy have it's, you seen it yet it's based on an no. old joke you know an it's based old, on old a joke. from the early 90s yeah, i think wasn't something. it a very mm. funny joke of mm. one of my favorite jokes from that decade is this joke where a I won't give it away, but a woman comes up to the door of an elderly gentleman, and yeah. she says, "I'm going to give you super sex," and so it goes from there. And it's, I
2: think I remember you telling. Yeah, would me you that.
1: like super sex? Exactly. I'll, I'll take the soup. Exactly. <laughs>
2: But okay, so, all right. So you were at the improv and thinking that, you know, maybe one day. And then you, how do you get on SNL? How does that happen?
0: A lot of people ask me how I got on SNL. Although they phrase it more like this. How did you get on SNL? (laughs) 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 But um, it it just goes to show you how how much talent sometimes doesn't have to do with anything. And a lot of it's luck. And a lot of it's sometimes both. Opportunity.
2: I keep telling Ed that every day. Like he's... He's working and I'm not. And it's not about talent, is it? Not at all. Okay, thank not you. At all. Okay, quit.
0: And I was friends with Dana Carvey. And uh, Dana got selected to be on the show that year, that summer, mm-hmm. for that coming fall. And we, he was renting a room above the garage in a house I lived in the Hollywood Wood Hills with, with two other comics. You don't know who they are.
2: I might. And uh, <laughs> I know a lot of comics.
0: <laughs> no, maybe you do. One was um, Bob Duback. I know that name. And the other was a writer, a producer friend of mine, uh, Joe Kenny, who passed away a couple yeah. years ago, unfortunately. So... Um, Dana got on there, and Jan Hooks, I was dating at the time, really? and she was up for the show as well, but not selected yet, and I was happy for them both, I was reading Backstage Live, Saturday Live, the original book, and I couldn't believe they were both going, maybe going, Jan too, to go to New York and be in SNL, and I was not even in the mix, you know, it's hard, impossible to get an audition for SNL, mm-hmm. back then, you had to have high power managers or agents, and, um, and so I got a call from Dana one day that summer, he goes, hey Kev, I'm out at Laura Michaels' house, I'm in the back bedroom, guess who's in the kitchen, I said, "Who?" He goes, "Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray." I said, "You're kidding me!" He goes, "No." Anyway, Lauren's looking for one more cast member, and I mentioned you, and I think he's gonna want to see your tapes. I said, "Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are in the kitchen." He goes, "Yeah." Well, I gotta go. Somebody's coming, so he hangs up. Never thought I would get it. I send in my tapes, you know, and a couple weeks later, I get a call from Dana again. He goes, "I got a bad I got Lauren Michaels' house. I'm in the back bedroom. I guess who's in the kitchen? <laughs> Steve Byrne. I said, "You're kidding me!" He goes, "No." Anyway, I think Lauren liked your tapes. I think they're gonna fly you in for an audition. I said, Steve Martin's in the kitchen. He goes, yeah. I'm not even hearing that other stuff because I know it's not going to happen. it's not going to happen. So I fly in for an audition. I thought it would just be me, but you know what it's like. You know, you think it's one role, and it's like, you know, everybody on the plane was going in for that one yeah, role. Right. Women oh. and everybody. Even the pilot came out of the cockpit. <laughs> you know, like, hey, you think this is funny ah! for my audition? <laughs> and I get there, and I'm not nervous at all because I know I'll never get it. I'll never get it. And these people with the groundings are there. Right. And, and I'm just a stand-up. Yeah. Second City. And um, they're re- doing their characters and stuff. And this is a free trip to New York for me. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And we get up to 30 Rock and um, I go into the studio and it's really small. You know, in person it looks small. And I do my audition. It's just kind of stand-up stuff. And just some loose characters Dana and I used to fool around with in the driveway of the house where we lived in. And I left. And um, two weeks later I'm sitting in front of Lorne Michaels in a high-rise in, Be- in uh, Century City. And he's offering me a job uh, on SNL. <gasps>
1: Unbelievable.
0: And Brad Gray was uh, representing me at the time. and uh, Well,
2: that's not bad. No.
0: Lauren excused himself after talking about an hour about the show to go to the bathroom to kind of give us time to talk. And this is all laid out. I didn't realize that Brad was also managing Lauren Michaels <laughs> at the time. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Brad said, you know, we, you know tell, let's tell Lauren we'll think about it over the weekend. I said, what? <laughs> yeah, we'll just tell him we'll think about it over the weekend. And I said, okay. So Lauren comes back. And it's like, probably, you know, Lauren already knew that, you know. And I said, Lauren, uh, well, let me think about it over the weekend. He goes, all right, well, you think about it over the weekend, and we'll see you in New York on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. The next thing I know, I'm back, I'm at Lauren Michaels' house in Long Island, and Dana calls me, and he goes, Kev, I'm back at Lauren Michaels' house. He said, guess who's in the kitchen? I said, I am, tough guy.
2: I'm in the kitchen
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. The, the
2: title of your that's, new book.
1: Yeah. Guess who's, a, no, I'm in the kitchen. That's a great story. That's
2: fantastic. Jesus. And so you were in, how long did you do SNL?
0: 9 years. Wow. 9 years, yeah. 9 seasons. I liked it. You know, a lot of people go on that show and they think they see it as a stepping stone right. to have a movie career or whatever, which is great. But for me, I just loved living in New York and to work with all these these idols of mine growing up, you know, uh, music-wise too, like the, you know, Mick Jagger, James Taylor, Paul McCartney, Paul Simon, all these people. Aerosmith comes on and they play afterwards, you get to know them and Whoever is hosting the show and the musical guests, a lot of times you become lifelong friends with because it's such a high pressure job for them because they're not there all the time, and and it's kind of like um, you know a club that you kind of are members of forever.
2: Oh, that's awesome! And so you then at some point you decided it was over. I mean, you said I'm going to do something different. I knew
0: that it was time to leave when I was going out to do a sketch. And I still had food from craft service in my mouth. And I was chewing it and finishing it up, you know, uh-huh, I'm I'm wiping what, my hands with a rag. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: A little too comfortable. One yeah. of my
1: favorite sketches. You might not even remember it. Maybe you will. it was so great. It was you and Tony Danza. You were a couple of cops, and you were, It was like a stakeout kind of thing. Nothing to worry about. It's a walk in the park. And like yeah. somebody's, the guy's actually on your back. Yeah, he's on this. your back. Yeah, <laughs> so, I wrote. That was a sketch I wrote. Oh God, that was funny. You yeah, wrote that. Oh yeah. my God. I wrote
0: was... a lot of stuff. I was hired originally as a uh, feature player and a writer, so I had a writing credit the first year. And then the second year, Lawrence said, you could keep your writing credit and feature player, or you could become a regular cast member and lose your writing credit. And of course, you know, I took the cast member, because uh, it had more security to it, but none of us stopped writing, you know, even No, we, yeah, can you just give us a anyway. little
2: breakdown for people who don't understand, just a mini one, about how, because um, I want to know myself, because I, I thought I assumed everyone wrote everything.
0: Well, you, you, it behooves you to write because you'll keep yourself protected. You know, like if nobody's written anything for you that was good that week in the pack, if you have something that's good, at least it's another sketch that you might get on air with. When I started, there was maybe eight of us on the show, but now as you watch, it takes maybe 20 minutes to go through all the titles yes. of the feature <laughs> right. players and everybody and also, you know, presenting, featuring this guy and this guy. And um, so we had more pieces of pie to get around. Right. But now I can imagine it's a real cluster, you know to fight, mm. you know, a free-for-all to get pieces on. But I enjoyed writing. I loved writing. You know, I, I had to switch from writing jokes with punchlines to sketches and characters and, um, you know, writing for other people.
1: That's you wrote amazing. very well. Great characters, I so. great sketches. So you, well, I, I did the show in 84, and my experience was I did some writing. None of what I wrote made it on air, but they kept saying to me, the first Monday meeting, they would say, you know, the earlier show is going to be a little bumpy. The 8.30 show, I guess it is, where they tape something. Yeah, a dress rehearsal. Dress rehearsal. Yeah. So don't freak out. It's going to be a little bit bumpy. Yeah. But the 11.30 show, you're going to have, really have a lot of fun. And then they say the next day, you know, the earlier show, did I mention it's going to be a little bumpy? But don't get freaked out by that. And finally, you do that 8.30 show on Saturday, that early show. And mine was such a catastrophe, everything <laughs> goes wrong, your adrenal glands are squeezed, there's no <laughs> adrenaline left, yeah. the bad kind of adrenaline when you're freaked out. By the 11.30 show, you just have the best time of your life, yeah. and you're not at all freaked out that you're on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. It's kind of a brilliant structure.
0: Yeah, it's amazing the psychology games you play with yourself. Like when I first got on there, it's Saturday Night Live. You right. know? It's what I, I've been watching for many years. and. And you're thinking, how am I not going to flip out on this? And the first sketch I did was Mr. Subliminal, which is kind of like two conversations going on at once. <laughs> right. And I wasn't used to doing that in a sketch. And, you know, it was really newly written and all that. And I'm thinking, what can, how can I convince myself this is, not, uh, this is not anything to worry about? And I thought, well, the year before we came on, the show was almost canceled was a year with Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. Right. And those people, you know, good, good actors Robert and stuff. Robert
2: Downey was a cast member. sure yeah. Yeah.
0: was. Yeah. And they just, the, the writing wasn't there and the synergy was, it was Lauren Michaels' first year back after Gene Domanian, and, you know, that, that period. Right. And so I just said to myself, you know, nobody's watching the show anymore. <laughs> just the people here in the studio probably, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, what's, there's no big deal to it. So that really took a lot of the nerves off out of me.
2: You say that every every time you're about to go on stage. Now <laughs> no one's watching. Nobody this cares. No one cares. Nobody cares about me. I know that's awesome. That's awesome. So obviously you came. You didn't decide to stay in New York. You came back to L.A.
0: Well, I left because also I had a um, a sitcom pilot, DreamWorks. It was mm. their first uh, Spielberg's uh, first foray into uh, sitcom, and it was called Champs. So it was with Timothy Busfield, and mm. um, I loved him. Yeah, he's great. Paul Crane was on it. Ed, mm-hmm. Ed Marinero. No, Paul. I love Eddie too. Yeah. Oh, what? Not great a lot of women, eh? Oh, uh, there's a couple of women on there,
2: but they have no names. Anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know,
0: it was Diane Keaton and um, Shirley MacLaine. Okay. Yeah, uh.
2: yeah right. So you we came. So out I being... came
0: out there for that, and that was short-lived. And then I kind of bounced around doing, um, you know, i stand up a lot more stand up, and you know, Adam Sandler films, and um, little guest stars on sitcoms. And then I got another. Uh, uh sitcom that came around in 97 with Richard Lewis and um, Eugene Levy.
1: What was that called again? It was
0: called Hiller and Diller. Oh, yes. Oh, that I was so that. funny. Was I love Imagine. that show. Yeah, Imagine uh, Studios was doing that mm-hmm. with Brian Grazer. And again, same thing. Too, I think there was too many cooks in the kitchen. And um, they, they kind of, you know, originally it was about writers at the office, you know. And Eugene was our boss. So it was me and Richard Lewis. And, but, but I guess funny. the network or somebody wanted to make it more at the home, you mm-hmm. know. At yeah. the home? Yeah.
2: Okay, Whatever.
0: So, a home life with family. So, it kind of ruined it. So, that was short lived, too.
2: But now you're on a hit, so I'm happy. But the, also,
0: the thing, Rochelle, is I always thought, you know, after I left, you know, after a decade after SNL, I was thinking, I wonder if I'll ever do anything that kind of, you know, equals the excitement that I had on SNL or that people really enjoy or whatever, you know. And, and then finally, Weeds came along. Oh, you know, that's right! What a great He's show with Elizabeth
2: Perkins, who so I've known. Yes. who I came out to L.A. with actually. And
0: Mary Louise Parker. hmm Yeah. What a great
1: cast! What a great show! You that were so good on that.
0: Yeah, I was on there for eight years, and um, I, I was lucky. I've had some good runs. You know man You sure and, have. And um, That was good writing. I mean, when they first got the script, I saw the title. It said "Weeds." I thought, "Oh man, these you know these yeah, stoner you know, things so have it. been done yeah. to death," you know. And I read it, you know, kind of reluctantly. I read it, and I thought, "Wait a minute, this is this is really good." Good story, good characters. Yes,
2: it was actually yeah. extraordinary, yeah. And then
0: I went in and met with Jenji Cohen, and it was just, it fit, you know. I, I was that Doug Wilson guy, you know. I was just perfect for that role. And it seems uh, I get casted in a lot of roles like that since. <laughs> kind of this smarmy guy, you know, wants to get away with not working. And All right, so, just this made,
2: so what do you think of, you know, the legalization of marijuana? Do you have an opinion of it? Well, or? I think
0: that weeds would never work again because it's becoming <laughs> legal in a lot of places. Right. So right. there's no, there's no um, conflict, you know. It's true right. true indeed, indeed. Um, I think, you know, I think it's probably, you know, more healthy or maybe not. I mean, it's just as... Um, Unhealthy as alcohol, right? You know, as far as the smoke doing damage in the brain cells, and but it's just amazing how many people smoke pot now. It's are extraordinary. Or their vapes, you know, and yeah. I mean, every they take it out like it's their their asthma inhaler, you know. Yeah, you know, it's like right out of their purse, and, and it's their life. It's not. I like used to do it in the '70s.
1: Time. I smoked a fair amount of pot but I, I quit back yeah but back then. you were supposed to do it back then I think so yeah definitely and that was more of just a generational <laughs> yeah. kind of uh, yeah. you know movement right past yeah late 60s early and through the mid and even the late 70s I smoked a fair amount of pot but then I was just done with it in 79 oh man haven't looked back
2: I never liked it because it made me stupid and hungry and that's I didn't need to be stupider, and I certainly need, didn't need to be fatter. Because you
0: start making bad choices with your food yeah. you're
1: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you can, yeah, put extra chili on that. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm it The stuff 100. didn't look <laughs> too moldy. <Yeah. laughs> Just cheated up a little in the microwave.
2: Exactly. Yeah. We, that, so the, but now you uh, c- always continue to do your stand-up through all I always of that. did
0: the stand-up. Sometimes I'll do stand-up comedy, and somebody will say, um, I'm glad you came back to doing stand-up. I said, well, you know, I never left, really. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was on SNL during the hiatus, I would do it, or the off weeks weed same thing you know it's really my passion it's my forte you know and
2: well i we really appreciate it for one is that you always if i ask you to volunteer <laughs> to do stand up for a fundraiser like we spark which we were involved with it's bless you for support. helping with that you're there and you're always oh, killing it you know what you. i mean always. you always give back you know you you're fortunate you're talented but you you get it that this is a gift and thank it is you. to be given back i love
0: steve martin's uh, line he does at a at a fundraiser, he comes out and he goes, well, congratulations, you've raised $2 million tonight minus my $200,000 salary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you know, I better. mean, listen, if that's the case, it's the case. That's fine, he had a, too.
1: He had no, a great line he
0: about do. Mike Nichols, too. I think he's what? used it a few times at different, you know, award Mark Twain kind of things. He goes, you know, there's, I'm paraphrasing now, there's a lot of nice things I'd like to say about Mike Nichols. But this is neither the time nor the place. <laughs> 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 Steve Martin is so funny. He's, He's a funny. screen. I love him. I
2: know. Really. Yeah.
0: So I've been very lucky, Rochelle. I've had all of these shows, and I've always been working, you know, from SNL to these pilots to these sitcoms and to, you know, the Weeds and the Adam Sandler films and my stand-up and writing stuff. And, and now Man with a Plan with Matt LeBlanc, who is just amazing. Matt LeBlanc. We Isn't all know him from good? Friends. And,
2: He's so good. Uh, yeah. He's
1: very good. He's
0: just I mean, I thought I knew a lot about sitcoms and comedy and timing and stuff and, you know, characters and structure, but I'm on this set with him and he's, after every scene we block, he looks down and his mind is just churning and he's thinking something's not right here or we need more of this or he'll do like an expression. He can, he can milk one expression for at least three minutes, Yeah, you know, just head tilting and coming back, you know, and. And I'm watching him and thinking, this guy, I've never witnessed
1: anything like this before. How many years was he on Friends? Ten? Oh, um, like, How many years was Friends? At least ten. He was on yeah. from the beginning and to the you, end. That's a hell of a school. And yeah. he graduated
0: with honors. Yeah. And he would tell me that they had a waiting list for people to get in. And they had a huge studio. It wasn't like the typical 200 people or 100 people, right. whatever it is. They had like stadium seating for those uh, shows near the end. And people waiting outside, like standby, like for an airliner. Right, right.
2: right. Wow.
1: Yeah. So it, great was, it was, was great show. He was great yeah, in it. It was great.
2: But now what's it, also what's really interesting about you is that or wonderful about you. You know, I've known a lot of comics and I've dated a few recently. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> there no. you, There but it is.
2: There it tends to be a dark, very dark side to comics. Most of the comics I know are pretty dark, but you seem to be well adjusted too. Okay. Just
0: like a serial killer. <laughs> seemed, uh, he seemed so normal. Normal, and yeah. Kevin, yeah, really. I,
1: I knew him. I yeah. loved him. And he okay, helped out with fundraisers. But I think people that, um,
0: I really admire people that have that, you know, propensity to just go crazy and be angry and get it all out. I think I, I come across as being nice, but I think I'm holding a lot inside. <laughs> I really do. Okay. I mean, I think if there was somebody cut me off on the freeway, I think I could go you ballistic on them with the road rage. Wow,
1: he's a ticking yeah. time bomb. I, I never think so. knew that. Yeah, I think,
0: and that's what happens with serial killers. I think. Yeah. You know? Okay, I take everything I just said. Back. I am too. I can don't, relate. Don't yeah. you think serial killers get annoyed when when they are labeled by the press like the Hillside Strangler? Then they, oh, now I got to kill everybody on the hillside. Oh. <laughs> the zodiac, now I got to do all 12 <laughs> signs. where do I Or where do I get a boat? Where do I get a yeah. boat that, that'll speed me out to the yacht? <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, I take it back. I take it back. Um, who now, did you
0: date? Who did what I date? What comics did you go out with?
2: Um, okay, you know, in the 80s, uh, a kid named uh, John Bowman.
0: John Bowman, he became a writer. He used to write an SNL for a while. A
2: little fuck. I mean, really? Yeah, John Bowman. We were Bowman. at Williamstown Theater Festival together. and then I. He wasn't a stand-up, though. Yeah, was he? he was a stand-up for a minute. He was an actor. Maybe this is a different John Bowman. Was he sh- like here, tall? Yeah. He wasn't Not he, too tall, no. A little nerdy. It's so hard to
0: tell. it's too hard to tell. Yeah, We'd have hard to do, to we block. have to look at his dental charts. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm trying to think of... Uh, there's some names I've blacked out, though. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but it was I in the uh, 80s and the early 90s. Back I thought, in the 1900s? Yeah, exactly. I'd like to
1: devote the rest of the show to all your (laughs) ex-boyfriends. I I know. If you could. I
2: could, actually. But um, But Ed,
1: of course,
0: also has quite a list, I'm sure. No, Uh, Ed has nobody. nobody before Rochelle. (laughs) Nobody.
2: She's my first. Yeah. Well, the first of this kind.
1: That's true. That is very true. And that's the truth. We can agree on that. The first of this kind.
2: And you have a lovely bride, Susan. Susan is so
1: talented, so lovely. Like she is. I love her. She's the best. She's, she's so great. She's
0: so kind and funny and people just love her. They we worked just, on
1: mascots together.
0: Mascots, she was just amazing. She played Parker Posey's sister. She's so pretty. Had a blast. She had a blast. on it. Even months before that, she would talk to Parker on the phone. They didn't know each other and they were like two school kids talking. I would come in the room and Susan would be on her back with her feet up on the wall just talking to Parker. <laughs> really? You know, like something from Bye Bye Birdie or Making something. Making a diary you know? entry, yeah. But yeah.
2: Well, she comes from the Groundlings, so she's yeah. used to improv you know? Yeah,
0: and you know, to get on a Christopher Guest movie for someone from the Groundlings, it's just, that's like heaven right there. Yeah. yeah, That was like me getting on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. You know, right, that's, right. that's what you aspire that's to. That's the I felt, yeah.
2: Did she audition? How did that yeah, work out? She,
0: well she went and met with uh, Christopher Guest on a uh, audition for a commercial, oh. like, before that. Like, right, you right, know, right, maybe right. six months before right. that. And they talked for a long time, and you know, they had a good talk, and he remembered her. He, she didn't get the commercial,
1: but he remembered her <laughs> for the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's like that. He remembers everybody who's talented like she is, and you're going to be part of something at some point with yeah. him. He's so yeah. wonderful, he's yeah, so generous. Yeah, you think my
2: time is coming, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't I say talented? We're going to be getting on this question. subject, but uh, yeah, you're there for your wife. You're supportive, and you've helped her along the way. Like, um, can you give Ed some pointers on that?
0: Well, I will tell you, I didn't really help her okay. along the way. She does not want me to help her. No, but no. I would. Okay, help me. She does. <laughs> she just wants to do it on her own. I don't. And, um, you know, sometimes she gets a little frustrated that you know it's hard. that I'm so busy and you know, and yeah. I'm not able to help as much as I can around the house. Oh, yeah.
1: you know, with you know, plowing the fields. Yeah. And, that farm you live on, yeah. Yeah, I picked the beets today, and I have an acting career, so I've been doing you it all are, too, honey.
2: You are a Metro. I pick
1: the carrots and the beets. We have but fresh but produce. But Susan's busy now too, so now
0: you know we Is have to. Is she doing re-
2: a series or something?
0: No, she's not doing a series, but she just did an American Express commercial, and she's yeah. going out on a lot of you know auditions and job meetings and okay, stuff like
2: that. Okay, can we change this? Uh, Marcelle, you are you
0: frustrated actress?
2: Frustrated actress. Yes, is there an understudy? Well, you're doing the I mean, right under, thing. Under, you are
1: doing a podcast, <laughs> yes, which I'm, is great.
2: I'm telling everyone out there that uh, hasn't hired me in the past that I am She's available, available for yeah. weddings,
1: bar mitzvahs, yeah, just exactly. about anything that you have. Now, I've
2: been an actress since Susan was born, okay, yeah. but it's okay, but that, I'm not going to make this about me, okay? No. So, yeah.
1: Even though it is about you, yeah. we will make it about you. Exactly. Every other <laughs> podcast, believe yeah. me, it's all about respect. I think, I
2: think I do try and make it I about I did Tom me.
0: Arnold's podcast once, and uh, he started talking about himself, and then he stopped, he goes, my wife t- uh, told me not to talk so much about myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, At I did the Carolla in the same way.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah this is, do you want some information? for Nope, not at all. not interested. So one thing I definitely know, other than you being a, an incredible, just showing up for different causes because you do give back.
0: Showing up is half of the battle. <laughs> if you just show up at places, like I showed up for that SNL. Yeah. I, mean, I knew I'd never get it, but I showed up anyway, yep. just, you know, exactly. to humor them. And I got it. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out pretty yeah, damn yeah. good. You gotta, you gotta be gotta in it to up. win it. Gotta be in it to win it.
2: That's absolutely and true. You gotta show up. But now you are... Right. You know, okay, so let's get back. Who listens
0: to this, by the way?
2: <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs>
0: Who listens? Did you ever have um, um Nobody. Bob Einstein on? No, I love Bob. Oh boy! He would go. Hey, who listens to this anyway? Yeah. <laughs> what, it was eight people There's, in a bus. <laughs> we will be lucky. I mean, Bye. I'm happy
1: to have the lunch. I love your carrots, but yeah. for God's sake, <laughs> why are we here? Why do we Let's have go to my that house in the, in the, the desert? I want to show you a nice house in the desert.
2: I want to okay. I want to get just to like some green stuff because it is called Begley-esque, and we try to just. We touch occasionally touch
1: on touch on environmental matters. <laughs> Vaguely yes.
2: Every, every once in a while, we'll ask. And I know that you know when I first met you, you were a vegan. I think, no. weren't you? Oh, you never were a vegan. That was no. a, that was a rumor.
0: Maybe I was. Uh, I flirted with it for a couple of weeks or something because my wife um, was a vegan. Or yeah, I guess she was a vegan. I mm-hmm. think she was trying to be one that's what it was yeah. it's hard to be complete vegan it's and be, really to be a legitimate hard. vegan where you don't look at animals you don't you right. know, talk <laughs> no about honey them. And i'm yeah. not that extreme <laughs> no yeah. it's really hard um, but um yeah she was so she got me involved in a lot of animal activism things and you know i when i first went to new york i'd see these people marching down 5th avenue you know for free friday and I thought, boy, these guys are fanatics. And like within years, I, a couple of years, I was leading that march. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And she would, and my wife would have these roll of stickers that said, I'm an asshole, I wear fur. And she'd stick them on people on the streets. No. And, I, and she wasn't really um, discreet about it. Sometimes, wow. and, I, wow. and I would say, "Hun, you got If you're gonna do that, you look around first before you put it on their jacket, because you know I'm here, and I don't, you know, want to be accused of doing this, you know, because I look, she doesn't look to see if the group is split up and there's a couple of them behind or not, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> no. Exactly, exactly. That could end badly. Yeah, <laughs> I said. So eventually, I said, "Don't do this when I'm around. Do it on your own time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Yeah, it's a little yeah. For me. So, but yeah, so I got involved with a lot of groups, you know, like Farm Sanctuary and PETA and things like that. And I'm, to this day I'm still, you know, I do things for them. Yeah. I do and too. you're I help sort of a vegetarian.
2: I, I mean, you're yeah, I'm basically, a vegetarian
0: mostly? Yeah. yeah. Occasionally I will have fish, but it has to be uh, like I said, a very specific fish. It has to be wild salmon. And it has to be bear caught. Yeah. which a <laughs> oh, bear sense. caught. Yeah. Very nice. That's bear really caught. part of the natural cycle. And it has to be prepared by a, a Tibetan monk.
2: Yeah, but you have to get it from the bear first. Well, so. I do. I,
0: I tickle the bear. Yeah. He laughs. laughs. I grab the fish and I get it home. It's bear to table fish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think we've started something. By here. the way, you
0: know, that when you see a sign that says farm to table, that's not the whole story there. It's farm to table to toilet. <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> Take a break. We'll be right back. Sometimes very quickly too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh my God. And you're doing something besides, you know, the diet. Have you ever implemented, I'm sure you have, green things into your lifestyle? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, when you say diet, you mean just the way of eating, right? I'm not on a diet, but no,
2: and you, God knows you don't need a diet.
0: Um, I'm always, I'm always chasing that six pack to this <laughs> day. You look great. Um, are you kidding? No, but I mean, you know what I mean? Just lean. Oh yeah. To have that lean abs, a six a, pack. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. You, you don't I want that. Beer, I never get mean? it. Okay. I try to get it on my face, but that was impossible. <laughs> you know? So, you know, green wise, um, I know how important food is for you. You know, salmon is supposed to be very good for your memory. I read that several times in an article. I, I would read it, and I'd go, wait have if I read this before. <laughs> and, and, but um, I do eat, like, in the morning, I like the juice. I have, like, a kale juice. Me too. Number three, it's called, from the uh, local juicery. Yeah. And, um, and that's really good. It's got ginger in it. Um, and then, you know, I do eat a lot of spinach, steamed spinach. And, um, but, you know, as far as green, the whole green thing, I try to buy responsible food, organic organic Mm range-free eggs and things like that.
2: You have a Tesla? I have a Tesla. That's a really nice car. Yeah. It is electric.
0: It is electric and I don't feel guilty. it's in the shop now we're having a gas engine put in it, I love it man. because gas prices are so low you know you got to take advantage of those prices because they'll go back up again yeah exactly I was Ed. I was at CVS pharmacy about a week ago I saw that petroleum jelly has not gone up one cent in the last year not nothing not that I buy a lot of petroleum jelly but I just noticed that too bad our car's gonna run a petroleum jelly that would be good it'd be hard to get it in there but you get it in there you know you gotta feed it in with your fingers so Gabe is he a bit
2: Gable, vegetarian yeah Gable, Gable is mostly.
0: a vegetarian mostly yeah he eats a little shrimp once in a while he does he's a real picky eater by the way
2: they are indeed
0: he all he wants for lunch is a slice of cold pizza Cold. Interesting. Not Cold, even. coagulated, and I know the <laughs> teachers are looking in the lunchbox. If we don't give him, you know, if we don't give him that, he won't eat. Right. Yeah. And they're judging us as parents. So what we'll do is we'll uh, add an apple to it and some carrot sticks as a beard for the pizza. <laughs> That's And funny. he never touches the apple or the carrot. We've been using the
1: same apple and carrot sticks yeah. <laughs> every day for the last year. They're actually plastic. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Now you stay in shape in another way. You have your hiking chat show, right? I just started a hiking. It's called Hiking with Kevin.
0: <laughs> and uh, just on the on the, uh, on the trail with Matthew Modine. And I, I think love every Matthew. Week, it's really yeah, he's funny.
2: great. It's, where can they find that?
0: It's just on my Twitter, at Kevin underscore Nealon, or on my Instagram, uh, Kevin Nealon. But I've been hiking a lot.
1: What I, hills do you go up? Um, you
0: go? Temescal Canyon, mostly. Oh, yeah, that's Palisades. a lovely area there. Yeah, but I, I like to hike wherever I am. But when I started about seven years ago, when we first moved to that area, I found Temescal Canyon. And I went hiking there, and I bring my script of weeds with me, you know from weeds and I hike early in the morning and I always knew I was the first one on the trail because I would hit all the cobwebs you know that Oh the yes made. yes yes so I knew I was the first one up and I got maybe 20 minutes up the canyon and I heard a very deep in the chest growl Uh-oh oh boy you know this down the hill a little bit maybe 20 yards from me in the yep. bush and I growl and I knew that it wasn't a dog Nope. and I knew there was mountain lions around there hell yes and it was still kind of a little dark out you know it was it was um uh, dawn this could end badly Luckily it didn't, but I, I took here. my script and I went up higher to get around the other side of them, you know. And when I came back down, there's other hikers coming up, and I knew that the line disappeared somewhere. The next day, the next morning, they caught a 200-pound mountain lion on Sunset and Temescal right <gasps> Holy there, right molly. where I come into the trail. You so you that was your it. bullet So you wouldn't yeah.
2: have maybe not been. We wouldn't be having this conversation. No. Had yeah,
0: so okay. So I go hiking a lot. I go hiking a lot. And I love it now because I can get up the hill pretty easily now. It's about an hour and 45-minute round trip from my Holy house. Holy moly. You know, and it's steep, and it's windy, and, and great views and stuff. But when I first started doing it, I had an ablation a while back. You know, for, that's why I did a commercial for Zeralto. I had fib. Uh-huh. It's a regular heartbeat. And right. they, they just corrected it. You know, They go through your groin, and they solder around. It's an electrical thing. No big deal. But anyway, um, I had to get my endurance back. And I would slowly build up. You know, I'd go up a little ways, and then come home. The next day I go up a little bit further. Or the next week a little bit further, and just work my way. And now I just now I'm doing like a talk show. You're <laughs> you know, doing talking a talk and walking. <laughs> I love you're, it. You know. You're
2: making a joke that you're huffing and puffing. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, that. That's, huffing that's, huffing. that's funny. That was for effect. But. I mean, some
0: of it was, but you know I'm still you know I'm not running up the hill.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it was, like you said. It's half the battle is showing up, and half the battle is doing a little. At a time, yeah. you just keep going.
0: But people like it. It's, it's very organic for me, too, because I love to... You hear so many people hiking and talking. Right. And you're picking up little pieces of conversations, you know, as you go along. And, and, and whenever I'm hiking with somebody, it's just a fun time to talk to somebody. I think we
2: should do that, If although this is a lot of equipment to carry. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah. maybe not. It's amazing with a cell phone. You can just hold it. It picks up. The audio is great. That's and right. Pictures. I'm holding it with my hand the whole time, you know. And it's just so simple and easy.
2: Well, that's always, yeah. we, you know, if you've got something to say, you can say it. You know, if you want something to communicate to people, that is, uh, yeah. there's nothing that's going to prohibit you from it. And that's doing a good it.
0: time for me, too, in the morning. That's why, I, I don't know about you guys, but I think so clearly in the morning because my mind's not cluttered with a lot of stuff for the day. Right. I'm rested Do you from drink the night. coffee? I do. Yeah, me too. But sometimes I don't drink coffee until noon. Oh, ah, you, know, you don't get ahead Because I'm, uh, you know, I want to just. Wow. Try to keep everything out of my system until
1: as you long as I can. You meditate and do yeah. all that. You do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Kind,
2: no, you do not. What yes, kind of? Yes,
1: I do. It's when you're not around. Oh, okay. it's A little easier. Oh,
2: that's that when your eyes are closed and you're lying down. It's, it's called sleeping, honey.
1: No, not sleeping. Oh. My sleeping. wife hates it when, I, when
0: she's talking to me and I close my eyes. <laughs> it's not that I'm disinterested. <laughs> I'm just, my eyelids are tired. And yep. she thinks I can't hear her when I close. <laughs> I say, no, no these are where I hear. Uh-huh. These are for seeing. <laughs> I don't need to see you to hear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you do. So is there a special form of meditation or is it like a practice, like TM?
0: I got to tell you, I, um, I had somebody teach me meditation. They gave me a because I was so stressed out and they gave me this mantra and it's not it wasn't working for me that well my I'll tell you what it is because I don't use it anymore it was this mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, oh, no. <laughs> over and over again <laughs> that's my mantra that's, that's definitely her that's mantra that's my mantra no i had a, you know i had a lesson from somebody from the david lynch foundation
1: okay he's yeah. TM. wonderful with that Jody's he's TM. really promoted yeah. it effectively
0: it's tm and i don't do it every day but i try to do it twice a day 20, 20 minutes, minutes a day yeah, yeah. And I just sit there and it's just, it's amazing what comes in and out of your head. I used to think that to, to meditate, you have to have just a clear head, but no, you let all those thoughts mm-hmm. go through that, that you need to think about. And then it gets to a point where, you know, I really can feel my mind expanding sometimes. I don't know if that's what it is, but I could feel like the muscle in my brain, like trying to get outside of my head. Wow. You know? That's it's the- pretty, pretty How cool. How many years
2: have you been doing it?
0: Um, three or four years. Wow. Yeah
2: so it came out of a need because the stress level and the-
0: well partially that and also Gary my friend Gary Shanling sure. used to do it and he was really into that and we would go hiking together and he would sit on the rocks and he would just meditate and I would wait for him you know <laughs> <laughs> and eventually he'd come down off the rock and uh, but you know he had a whole room designated for Buddhist kind of meditation
2: that's right he was he was sort of a Buddhist, wasn't
0: he? Well, he wasn't a Buddhist, but he he read a lot about it, and he had monks that would stay at his house. And I remember the week before he died, he goes, "Kev, I'm gonna, I got a little bit of a dilemma here. I don't know what to do. There's a monk that stayed at my house last year, and he kind of invited himself back again this year, and I don't really want him there, but I don't know what to tell him. <laughs> wow. it, it's such like an idea for like a Larry Sanders thing, totally, <laughs> definitely, yeah, totally. yeah, where the guy just it kind of becomes that." unwanted house guest. Yep. Leaving In the stuff the house. Yep. Yeah. In a saffron robe. Oh my
2: God. Yeah. This is a week before? No. Yeah. Oh yay.
0: So, you know, with 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 Gary though, he he was such a mentor to me, even with stand up, because he when I would watch him do stand-up, I would think, that's how you craft a joke right there. Oh, my God. And that's the, Wait. you know, everything about him, the writing on Larry Sanders, he was such a trailblazer. And it's such a,
1: Amazing. One of the best uh, writers I've oh ever known. Oh, my
0: God. And I would call him from the road sometimes, Rochelle. Like, you know, I'd be doing a corporate gig somewhere. I said, Gary, I'm doing this thing for you know, whatever it is, AT&T or whatever. And the owner, the, you know, the CEO, they want to make some jokes about him or this, you know, local stuff. And we would talk for like hours on the phone. He loved to craft jokes and come up with stuff. And then at the end, he go, you all right? You got, is that good? Yeah, right? I'm sorry, Kevin. I, you know, I wish I had more, you know. I wish but, I had more. Hey, but he gave me plenty. And, um, and I would I would be so like impatient to leave one subject to go to the next subject. Right. And I'd say, you know, like for maybe five minutes, we talk about the, the resort you know, where the pool is closed or something. Right. You know? And then I go, yeah, and then, they, um, and then they, they're giving an award to this guy. He goes, uh, so the pool, you know, he would stay with the first he would stay bit, with the, you know, His mind is so in there, and he yep. just keep working on that, working on that. And I'm like a little puppy dog. I want to go to the next one. Give me some more for the next one. We'll right. see how about the next uh, topic, you know? So, um, you know, I think to watch him meditate was um, inspiring to me. And my wife was really into it too, so.
2: Oh, she is too? Yeah. I mean, okay. she wanted to, so we both kind of. Did it help her career? I'm, I, think, just so. To, okay, I honey, think so. Okay, i I think so. I mean, up. she
0: meditates a lot. And whenever um, she will tell me what she got out of her meditation, she really believes in signs a lot. Signs. You know, signs, yeah. like ladybugs. Yeah, omens, yeah. Um, we looked at a house the other day to, to buy, and the address is 227. And that's her birthday, February 27th. Oh, boy. Aww. And then she saw a ladybug in the and the, but sometimes I think, do we just see signs when we want to see signs? You know, I think
1: that's—I think that happens for sure. Yeah,
0: because you could always find a sign for something. You can. She saw a sign. You know, we were thinking about making an offer on a house, and then she saw a garbage can. You know, where we weren't sure if maybe the house was out of our price range. We thought, well, maybe we should maybe take a risk. And then she saw a garbage can, and the the sign in the garbage can, you know, for the the door that to put the trash in, it said, push it. So she saw that as a sign. <laughs> push it, Did you yeah. push it? it. That's fun. <laughs> Did you make the offer? No. No, not you yet. didn't. You didn't push that
2: one. Listen, I'm all into that. I, I'll t- do anything at this point. So if meditation, if you got a, a number, name Look, it a number. Look, there's nothing
0: wrong with meditation. If anything, it makes you sit still for a minute. Yes. And, um, yeah. And, you know, not, um, you know, be frenetic and manic. Yeah, because you know, I'm just pretty slow
2: frenetic down. and manic and... But um, other than that, it's been a really great interview. It's been a great, great <laughs> yeah. therapy session
1: for Rochelle here today. Yeah, very, very, good. very helpful. Yeah, she's pushed it. Yeah. <laughs> I did push yeah. it.
2: I don't want to uh, keep you here for 10 years, although we could talk uh, endlessly about so many subjects.
0: Do you guys keep up with everything? News. Like- music and I have a 10 year old so I'm like really I know like all the lyrics to One Direction songs because we play them in the car all the time I'm sure <laughs> See, <like> this, <coughs> I know about you. the Chainsmokers and you know 21 Pilots you know I know so, Yeah, and the music
2: that. scene we don't necessarily Ed listens to classical
1: but I know about it a bit because Hayden somehow has me on her download from Apple iTunes so when she gets a song it shows up on my phone too so Famous I am sure i'm I learning have that, about music from her
0: i have that app family sharing i pay 14.99 a month for it you do and, but i don't share wow i don't that's know how to so
2: share silly I, yeah, i'm doing it's a, it in
1: spite of uh, whatever she has it she says it shouldn't show up in your phone anymore yet it does but that's fine that's by me some fine. of the songs well, at least we are very know what good. she's yeah.
2: listening to but yeah. our daughter became a, a singer songwriter at 14 she had that's you know, right yeah because she had a lot of angst going on as you know as Kids do get their te- early Singer-songwriter
0: teens? is a good combo. A singer-construction worker is not that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Although it would be funny.
0: Or construction worker-songwriter. Right. Singer-songwriter is kind of like a um, comedian joke writer. <laughs> he's a <Yes>. comedian
2: joke
1: writer. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He better yeah. be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: or he's not going to be mm-hmm. employed.
1: Remind yeah. folks where they can find you on social media again. <laughs> well, Ed, that's a good question. I'm at, uh,
0: for my Twitter, it's at Kevin underscore Nealon. My Amber Alert, it's a blue El Camino. (laughs) 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 Um, And um, uh, Instagram is Kevin Nealon. And I have a website, which is being reconstructed right now, at uh, kevinnealon.com. And I'm on Man With a Plan, Monday nights, uh, right now. Fantastic. Fine show. Check it out.
2: Thank you. Now, I did want to ask you, because um, have you and Susan ever worked together?
0: Yes, many, many times.
2: Many? How many?
0: Probably... eight or nine times and how did you measures.
2: help her with the get, get a job is that how no i, I never
0: helped her get a job i hate I hearing that had, kevin she doesn't want any help she wants to do it herself she wants well anything.
2: that's not me okay so <laughs> here ed they work you, together why don't
1: we run your reel honey and see how many things <laughs> i'm in with you either directing <laughs> I don't have or
2: real at all anymore
1: well then what it's do okay. you have on your reel you have like some sag, you know, modified low okay, budget. What do you, right if you now. want a screen we actors, so work.
2: well. I should have ended with yeah. the meditation. But you
1: didn't. You didn't. You had I, to get well, a little bit of the family home life on the podcast. I exactly. Know, I know.
0: Yeah, this will carry on into the day. Well, I <laughs> hope. You, I <laughs> hope thank that you for being we a mediator today. Become, today. Yeah. I
2: hope that That's this podcast become. gets m- more viewership because I think it should because we have such interesting people like you. and um, and. Who else so, have you had on here?
1: Um, Jeff Goldblum
2: we've had Jeff and my friend Nancy Allen and Mike Farrell Francis Fisher nice. Bill oh, Nye the list is endless and, that's quite yeah, a
1: lineup
2: whoever lives in Studio City and uh, <laughs> 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 thank, you
1: <laughs> thank you for coming all the way from the Palisades, <laughs> the from the Palisades.
2: <laughs> we really appreciate and can we have you again at some yeah. point point uh-huh. and I really want to have Susan too Okay. I'm going to pick her brain bless you for
1: coming We oh, would love to hear from her no, now let's have stories no I love it now let's have some food from the garden alright so nice. once again thank let's you let's break bread
2: yeah And Kevin, thank you so much, again, for such a great conversation. So some of the biggest takeaways from today were...
1: Find time to meditate. That's number one. Do what your passion is and come in having nothing to lose. Look what he did. He went into Saturday Night Live thinking he wasn't going to get it. He was free. and he
2: says half the battle is showing up. Showing
1: up. You jump off the high dive and you know that there's going to be water in there when you land.
2: Or not, but you'd have to show up in order to find out, don't you? Yeah. So he's a great example. And I have to say, uh, you know, my experience of Kevin is he is always showing up. That is the one thing he gives back and therefore he's been given. You know, he's got a beautiful life and he really gets it. He appreciates it. So I really appreciate his appreciation.
1: Well, guys, that's all we have for you this week.
2: We have more wonderful guests coming your way, so make sure you subscribe and help us out by leaving a rating and a review.
1: Do a little bit, do a lot, just do something today and tell us what you did.
2: We'll be back next week. Bye-bye.
1: This podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info and advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.